So here's today's transformational truth. Talent without commitment kills chemistry. Welcome to the Transformational Truth Podcast, where we're committed to eliminating the obstacles that take the joy out of life and leadership. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Transformational Truths. So here's today's Transformational Truth. Talent without commitment kills chemistry. Today, we're going to talk about how to pick a winning team. Listen, after 18 years of ministry experience, leadership experience, (laughs) I have made my share of mistakes. Trust me, all right? The most costly mistakes that I've made came from choosing either the wrong people to lead with me or choosing people before they were ready. Sometimes leaders often have this capacity to recognize the potential or purpose in other people. But listen to me carefully. Having purpose doesn't mean that someone is automatically ready to step into that purpose. Uh, In fact, I want to talk to all of the ministry leaders and pastors that are listening right there for a moment. Ministry without maturity is deadly. Okay, called does not equal committed. Gifted does not always equal growth. And mastery does not automatically equal maturity. It's it's like the illustration of the adult table versus the kids' table, all right? Uh, When I was a kid, when we had Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner celebrations, there were always two tables. There was the adult table, and then there was the kids' table. Okay. Now, all of us start out at the kids' table. All of us do. It doesn't matter if you're talking about your walk with Christ and being born again. We all, the Bible says we start off as children, babes in Christ, and we, we mature. Hopefully, we're maturing with time. Um, or if you're just talking about getting started in a career or getting started in your calling, we start off just learning. We don't know what we don't know. And so we start out as immature leaders and, and in the context of faith, immature believers. But listen to me. If we're going to fulfill our God-given purpose— we have to move on from immaturity to maturity. And let me share something with you. I'm going to give you a transparent, very vulnerable moment. Some of the most painful experiences in my life did not come from the devil, okay? They came from me having immature gifts at the adult table. It came from selecting immaturity to sit at the table where mature decisions needed to be made, where mature vision needed to be executed, where mature mission needed to be pursued. That that is the source of, probably the source of 90% of the pain that I've been through or experienced as a leader. Came from having the wrong people at the table, people who might be gifted, people who might very much be called, but they just haven't made the decision to mature in that calling. And so I want to share with you some keys to picking a winning team, some things that I've learned over the years, uh, some wins, some failures, some successes, etc. All right, or or as I like to say, uh, we don't ca- count wins and losses; we count wins and lessons. And I want to help you avoid making the same mistakes that I have made, and maybe shorten the gap between where you are and really where God's called you to be. All right, so listen: if you're putting a team together, or you have a staff position that needs to be filled, don't make the mistake of strictly hiring or selecting talent. Oh my goodness. 
I'm trying to teach you from my own mistakes right now in this moment. Listen to me. Don't make the mistake of strictly hiring talent because talent alone is never enough to appoint or hire someone to a position of leadership. I promise you, if you do, eventually you're going to be frustrated and irritated and you're going to wonder why everything's bogging down. You're going to wonder why when you've got all of this talent, why things aren't moving forward faster or why you're not making a greater impact right where you are. Uh, If that's all you look for and in turn hire, then you may find yourself spending more time putting out fires and cleaning up messes than you are making progress. (laughs) Uh, John Maxwell said this. I love this quote. He said, I'd rather have nobody in a position of leadership than have the wrong somebody. It's absolutely true. Sometimes I know you feel like, oh, I've got to fill this gap. I've got to fill this gap. I've got to fill this gap uh, because there's headaches with having gaps. That's true. Can I tell you something, though? There's greater headaches in having the wrong person fill the gap. All right? So I want to give you four keys that I've discovered that are vital to putting together a winning team. All right? Number one, choose humility before you choose talent. All right, because listen to me, humility equals teachability. I don't care how gifted somebody is. I I, I don't care how much they know. Um, listen to me carefully. It's not even for me. It's not even about how much education they have. It's it's listen, if they aren't humble enough to be taught, if they aren't humble enough to be led, if they are not humble enough to learn from you, if they're not humble enough to learn from the people around them. Or watch this, if they're not humble enough to learn from the people they're leading, then here's what happened when you added them to the team. You put a lid on the area for which they're responsible. But not just that, you put a lid on the whole team. Okay? Because they begin, their lack of teachability begins to become the liability on that team and eventually the entire ministry or the organization. Listen, I, I, I have made the mistake of saying, man, what a talent. Let's get them on the team. And then I got the talent on the team and then realized something. They weren't teachable. They were prideful. They couldn't be corrected. They couldn't be told uh, anything that, that they were wrong or that they had made a mistake without them getting defensive or, or emotional or very, very, just they respond very immaturely. And then what happens is, is everybody else around them who care, who genuinely cares about them and wants them to succeed, they get frustrated because no matter how hard the people around them try, they won't hear it. Humility before talent. Humility and teachability before talent. Okay? Because if you don't place humility and teachability before talent, eventually that position, that particular leader becomes a liability. All right? So listen, choose humility over talent. Number two choose integrity before talent. Oh, yes. Listen, a lack of integrity will always come back to bite you in the end every single time. Um, Before you make a permanent decision, watch them. Watch that potential person. Watch that potential leader. Watch that potential team member. Listen to the way they talk to people. Okay, Do do they treat them with honor? Do they treat other people with respect? Okay, or do they talk about people? Listen, if gossip and bad-mouthing people is just their norm, you've probably got the wrong person. Integrity matters. It absolutely matters. The way you treat people, the way you talk about people, the way you honor other people, that all matters. Okay? Are they loyal? Do, do, Do they have loyalty? Is that a part of their DNA? It matters. All right, listen. Integrity means that they're willing 
to walk the line. I mean, they're willing to be honest about their mistakes um, <clears throat> instead of blame shifting and, and telling and always saying it's somebody else's fault. They're willing to own their, their failures and their mistakes. Now, but that also means as a leader, you have to create a culture where it's safe to fail. If you don't create a culture that's safe to fail, don't be surprised when people hide their failures. At that point, it's really not, it's not always an integrity issue. At that point, it's a culture issue. It's our job as leaders to create cultures where it's okay to fail, and then it's their responsibility to learn, to be humble enough to learn from that failure. Listen, integrity is not perfection. Integrity is the willingness to say, I was wrong, I made a mistake, and I am now learning from that mistake. Integrity is saying, I'm willing to make right that which was wrong. Okay, that's integrity. Integrity is not always getting it right. Integrity is not perfection. Integrity doesn't mean we never fail. Integrity doesn't mean we never stumble or fall. Integrity means I'm willing to acknowledge the issue and make it right. Uh, the greatest example of this from the Bible is King David. King David messed up royally, right? He messed up multiple times, and yet the Bible says he was a man after God's own heart. Do you know why? In fact, the prophet came and said, if you will follow the Lord uh, with integrity the way your father David did, um, then uh, you shall your throne shall be, be established, and, and you shall sit on the throne, and you'll have a descendant on the throne forever. Now, I always I took issue with that when I first read that when I was younger, just reading my Bible. I thought, what are you talking about? Integrity. David didn't have integrity. My Lord. Uh, David had an adulterous affair. Uh, David um, had the husband of the per person he had an affair with basically killed. It was this huge cover-up. And, and yet the prophet said, if you walk with integrity as your father David did. And this is when I discovered something. Uh, <laughs> David, David definitely has some character issues. Don't get me wrong. But integrity is not perfection. Integrity is the willingness to admit my failure. Integrity is the willingness to come face-to-face -face with our failures, our flaws, our weaknesses, and say, you know what? That was me. I absolutely did that. And repent of that. Okay. That doesn't mean there's not consequences. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not suggesting there's no consequences for our bad decisions because there are. Okay. But in the context of leadership, integrity means I'm willing to admit, you know what? I did. I treated that person poorly. Or you know what? You're right. I didn't put in a solid week of work this week. I didn't. You know what? Integrity means, you know what? I, I could have I could have handled that situation differently. Integrity means, you know what I did? I gossiped about that person. That was not leadership. I did not use my words to honor. I used my words to hurt. All right, so listen, choose integrity before talent. Absolutely vital. Number three, choose faithfulness before talent. Oh, goodness sakes. Listen, if you're a any kind of leader, especially a church leader, a pastor, um, leading at the local church level, then when it comes to putting together a leadership team or hiring uh, your first staff members, give them a season of serving, okay? And just watch them. How do they serve, okay? If it's an or, or if you're a business owner, uh, maybe it's an internship. Watch how they serve. How, how do they handle themselves before they get a paycheck? Are they faithful? Do they just show up? I mean, half of leading... And being impactful is just showing up consistently. Are they faithful? Because, listen, I have selected some talented leaders that barely showed up. You know, I think the Bible calls these hirelings. Like, like as long as things are good for them, they'll be present. But when things get hard for them, uh, they're out. That's not leadership. All right, so ask yourself the question. I, I can see they're talented. Talented is easy to see. Faithfulness, not as easy to see. 
You just have to give them time and watch them. Sometimes, listen, I get it. Some of you are listening and saying, I don't necessarily have the luxury of just watching them. I need to fill this position. Uh, I get that. And if you're in a position where you can't put it off any longer, you gotta, you've got to fill that role. Okay, then let me give you a piece of advice. If that's the case, fill the role, but be careful about giving them a title. Uh, here's why. Because sometimes we're handing out titles before we've discovered whether or not they're going to be faithful. I want to see how they do with responsibility first. So give them responsibility without giving them the title. Hey, I'm going to hire you to execute these functions. Can you execute these functions for me? If they can execute the functions and they're faithful with the functions, then you know what? Hey, Here's the role that I that I want to give you. I want to here's your title. Here's your official responsibility. You know, give them 90 days. See, can can they be faithful for 90 days with the function of whatever they were hired to do? All right, vital. Number four, choose chemistry over talent. Ask yourself the question: can they connect with the rest of the team? Uh, are they team players or are they going to put in as little as possible for others while demanding as much as possible from others? Right, that that just kills. Team morale. All this does, listen, is breed resentment and slows down the organic process that the team could be making because now everyone's having to manage their emotions and feelings of being taken advantage of by a poor team member. All right. And here's the thing your team might not say much to you about this initially because you're the one that made the hire. You're the one that initially chose this person. You picked this person, so they don't want to insult you. They don't want to disappoint you. They don't want to be disrespectful towards your decision. So oftentimes, they'll just stay quiet, and they'll deal with it behind the scenes. So here's what you've got. Without you even knowing it, you've got this relational uh, chemistry cancer that's growing on the team, and you're not even aware of it because nobody knows if it's safe to tell you. All right. If, if you're not being intentional about checking in on your team chemistry, you might find out too late after a bunch of damage has already be, been done that there's resentment on the team, that there's, there's the chemistry is being killed on the team by this individual. Listen, talent without commitment will kill chemistry. But you know what else I've discovered? Talent without commitment will produce resentment. Listen, if you're going to keep your team healthy, You've got to rethink your criteria for identifying potential leaders. Let me share one more thing with you. I learned this the hard way, all right? I have discovered that just because someone is present does not mean they have not already quit, all right? It is possible to quit on the inside but appear to keep working on the outside, right? It shows up in their attitude, and eventually it shows up in their actions. And trust me, there's nothing worse than trying to work with leaders who quit on the inside, but keep working just to get a paycheck on the outside, because at that point, they're just putting in enough to look like they're still on board or with you, when in reality, they checked out a long time ago, all right? All right, let, let, let me repeat this little gem that I shared a couple minutes ago. I need to go a little deeper on this because I think this point is going to help save you some headaches and heartaches down the road. Now, it's not foolproof. Every human being, including you and I, we have decisions that we, we, we have to make. We have a free will to choose if we're going to be committed or we're not going to be committed. We have a free will to choose if we're going to be faithful or walk with integrity or, or, or if we're going to connect with other people. We have a freedom to choose that. But there are some things you can do to protect the team. Listen to me carefully. One of my personal litmus tests for up-and-coming leaders is to ask myself this question. How well do they serve when things get hard? 
okay, this is especially true in unpaid volunteers or interns, listen to me, will they keep showing up and offering nothing less than excellence? When you're walking through the fire, will they stay committed even when things get tough? Because you know what? That is leadership. Anybody can lead in easy times. Goodness sakes, that's easy. That's easy, right? A freshman leader can lead in easy times. That's easy to do. But watch their reaction to difficulty. Watch their reaction when they don't have the uh, incentive of a paycheck because that will reveal character. That will reveal what's really what they're really made of on the inside. Before you hire staff, if it's possible, make sure you've seen some faithfulness in the fire. Okay? Okay? That might mean if you're a for-profit business that you have to start offering some internships first. So be it. But if you're in ministry, that means just seeing how they volunteer first. Can they keep showing up when it gets hot? Can they keep showing up when it's not easy? Can they keep showing up in, 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 in a season of criticism or, you know, when you're dealing with adversity or, or, or a lack of opportunity or a lack of provision, whatever, I don't know, whatever the case is, do they keep showing up and giving 100%? You're going to make mistakes as a leader. You absolutely are. There's going to be times, no matter how many tips or tricks you're given or how many books you read, there are going to be times you're, you're just going to select their own person. Listen, give yourself some grace. Don't waste that moment. Pause. Reflect. Where did we miss this? What can we learn from this moment, right? Because leaders are perpetual learners. You're not always going to get it right. That's okay. Give yourself some grace. But if you don't pause to learn from your mistakes when you've chosen the wrong leaders, or maybe it's not the wrong leader. Maybe it was just a leader who wasn't ready yet, okay? Maybe it was a leader who, they do have the gifts, and they do have the have, have that purpose, and they do have the capacity, to make an impact. That wasn't the issue. But maybe they just haven't healed from old pain and those wounds started to manifest in their leadership and, and it stunted their maturity process. Whatever the case might be, give yourself some grace, but make sure you evaluate what happened. What can we learn as a team? What can I learn as a leader? How can I use this painful experience to make sure that we're healthier moving forward? That's going to help me make better decisions as a leader moving forward. That's because that's just, well, that's just leadership. Listen, let's recap today's transformational truth. Talent without commitment will kill your team chemistry. Listen, uh, thanks for tuning in for Transformational Truths. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, do me a favor. Go over to Apple iTunes, write a quick review, rate the show, because I want to help you restore the joy to life and leadership. Until next time.